Good morning. We're now in December. We're coming to the end of 2022. And maybe it's time to take stock in what has been an incredibly unstable, uh, difficult year in the energy business in general, and in particular in the LNG uh, markets on a global basis. Of course, the most dominant event was the invasion of the Ukraine by Russia, which for practical purposes has taken Russia out of its role as a major supplier of natural gas for the global markets and in particular for Europe. This leaves the onus of uh, providing natural gas for the rest of the world to two countries, Qatar and the United States, which will represent 80% of future development between the two of them. Um, and has created an enormous amount of volatility in the last 12 months and complete confusion in terms of how do you price the gas, what do you do with it. At the outset, let me say that uh, we've been talking about an energy crisis uh, on a global uh, basis and we've been talking about an LNG crisis on a global basis because we've been trying to replace pipeline deliveries to Europe, 17 BCF a day worth from Russia to Europe. But in fact, there is no such thing as a global crisis at the moment. If you are uh, in the rest of the world, you are not paying a very expensive price for your oil. You're paying somewhere around $70 a barrel because you're getting uh, Russian gas at a discount, if you, particularly if you're in India or China. And if you have long-term contracts and you were prudent enough to have long-term contracts, uh, for your supply of natural gas, you're probably paying somewhere around 12% of Brent, so roughly 10 to $11 in MMBTU for your natural gas. It's expensive, but it is what it is required today in order to justify the future investment into the natural gas business, and it is not prohibitive. The only place in the world that is paying very, very high prices is Europe, and they're paying 30 to $40 in MMBTU, in contrast to India or China or Japan, that on their long-term contracts are paying probably 11 to $12. And of course, extremely expensive compared to the United States, where we're only paying $6 in MMBTU for our natural gas. So the real problem is in Europe. And I've been in Europe for the last few weeks and I've been uh, li listening to what is happening, talking to a lot of people, watching television where people are talking about power shortages and the inability to heat yourself up without provide electricity for your consumers this winter. But at the same time, uh, listening to discourses by politicians talking about uh, electrifying Europe more uh, pushing electric vehicles. And in spite of the fact that there's not enough electricity to spend the winter, um, you couldn't make it up. It's, uh, it's almost like the twilight zone. And uh, yesterday, Switzerland became the first country in Europe to actually ban the use of electric vehicles certain hours during the day because of the inability to provide uh, electricity to the electric vehicles. You couldn't make it up. The rest of the world is okay. Um, winters, you might, if you need some uh, supply for a short period of time, you will have to pay a very expensive price for that. But all of the countries around the world that have long, that gone long-term contracts, whether it's Henry R Plus or Brent indexation, are actually doing okay. 
Europe is the exception because they did not take their precautions. What is happening in the US? Well, today we're 20% of the global energy market. We're on our way with the projects that are already under construction in the US to become 30% of the global energy market. And we are going to be expected to provide an enormous amount of gas to the global markets because it's the only place where you can find it. And yet, uh, we just very recently accepted the fact that uh, in order to build LNG facilities in the US today, you can no longer do it at the prices from 10 years ago. It's gonna cost 12 to $1,400 a ton to build those facilities. In other words, your cost of service is gonna be somewhere between four and $5 on top of Henry Hub. And in that set of circumstances, the business model is not quite there yet. The only two projects that have gone forward in 2022 are Corpus Christi 3 for Chenier and Venture Global at Blackman. And both those projects came with sponsors equity, not with new equity coming from financial or strategic institutions. The exception for this is uh, the fact that ConocoPhillips has just announced a deal that they will participate in the equity of uh, Port Arthur. Uh, Sempra Infrastructure will have to continue to find the balance of the equity, but we're finally going in the right direction. An equity investment by the companies that actually have the money to do so. And on that basis, it validates the business model that we've been pursuing about trying to attract uh, equity investments from strategic players into the Tellurian model. It's been a very volatile year, a difficult year. The markets have been all over the place. Um, prices have gone very expensive in Europe and have dictated that the spot market was very expensive. The business models are not sufficient today to justify the investments that are required, whether in Qatar or in the US or in the rest of the world to build a new facility. And we're all searching for that, but I think we're finally starting to see the trend where this is going to go. The major companies around the world that have been invested in energy are now all of a sudden popular again because they're making money hand over fist. Some of the major investors around the world have started to make energy investments for the first time in five or six years, such as uh, Warren Buffett's investments in uh, Chevron and in Occidental Petroleum. So the trend is finally turning around for energy. It is becoming a good investment again, uh, and it's going to justify a lot of things. So we look forward to 2023 to continue to put our project together. Uh, it's moving forward. Our construction has started in April. Uh, at a pace that is slower than we would have liked, but we're still hoping to be able to deliver LNG by the end of 26 or in 2027. Thank you very much and look forward for next year. Thank you. Cautionary information about forward-looking statements. This presentation contains forward-looking statements within the meaning of U.S. federal securities laws. The words anticipate, assume, believe, budget, estimate, expect, 
Forecast, initial, intend, may, plan, potential, project, proposed, should, will, would, and similar expressions are intended to identify forward-looking statements. Forward-looking statements herein relate to, among other things, geopolitical issues, global energy market conditions, energy prices, energy supply and demand matters, regulatory matters, global market shares, LNG business models and costs, construction financing, and driftwood LNG construction and timing. The forward-looking statements herein are subject to numerous risks and uncertainties. These risks and uncertainties include the matters discussed in Item 1A of Part 1 of the Annual Report on Form 10-K of Tellurian for the fiscal year ended December 31, 2021, and other Tellurian filings with the Securities and Exchange Commission, all of which are incorporated by reference herein. The forward-looking statements in this presentation speak as of December 6, 2022, the date it was posted. Although Tellurian may from time to time voluntarily update its prior forward-looking statements, it disclaims any commitment to do so except as required by securities laws.